Hello and welcome to Sojourn of Light, your guide to traveling the bridge between spirituality and entrepreneurship. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality using an individual to collective lens as we explore topics including ancient traditions rooted in earth wisdom, holistic wellness, the divine feminine and masculine, relationships, love, liberation, astrology, abundance, legacy, wealth, spiritual gifts, and creative curiosity. Some shows will just be me sharing my insights from my mystical experiences. Others will feature interviews with entrepreneurs, imaginators, and liberationists who are lighting up the world with their spirit-led work. I hope you'll join me on the journey to explore our sacred relationship with divinity as we take our place for the new earth. Check out the about section in order to engage and keep the conversation going. Welcome. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome. So we are coming live at y'all once again on this beautiful, gorgeous, radiant Friday for Venus Lunch Power Hour. And today's topic is unpacking astrology. So for those of you that are tuned in to our clubhouse room um, here on Clubhouse and um, hosting space to unpack conversations that get our close get us closer to our divine alignment and really diving into some conversations uh, around the intersection of spirituality and entrepreneurship. And so last week we talked about um, entrepreneurship and some of the spiritual energy pertaining to that. The week prior, we zoomed in on grief um, in Clubhouse, which did not come to you live out of respect for the sacred space um, on the podcast. But here we are. We are talking about astrology. So if you're ready for this conversation and you want to learn more about what the different planets mean, specifically how to interpret the energies as you're looking at your chart, what days of the week that they rule, and just generally good need to know information about the energies that are constantly in relationship with us here on earth and are always, always here to support our ascension, our evolution, and have messages for you, things that they want to say is what I think. So yes, thank you for being here and being with me um, at this time. So Diving right in, I just want to start by saying that I did not come by astrology easily, okay? So when I was growing up, I basically knew when my birthday was. I knew that meant I was a cancer. Um, I'm a millennial and specifically an 80s baby. So, you know, I I didn't necessarily grow up with positive reinforcements about what it meant to be a cancer. Um, we were the emotional ones and, you know, always with our depth of feeling. Um, and, you know, I also kind of grew up thinking that my feelings were a crutch. But now in my adulthood, I understand how feeling can be a superpower. And in fact, you know, my work and the work of House of Soleil is all about doing that internal emotional work as part of our collective work um, so that we can better show up for ourselves and others, whether we have a business, whether we have a family, whether we have, you know, um, community relationships or connections that depend on us being grounded and available and present. 
the best thing that we could be doing is, you know, taking the time to get to know ourselves. And sometimes that's not easy to come by, right? Sometimes it's very difficult to set aside that time um, for self and then also to know where to start and then what information is true and valid and real um, as we're trying to understand ourselves as spiritual beings. It's a lot. Like, honestly, it is a lot of work to do the internal healing and to go there and to look in these dark, murky corners of ourselves. But it's also the most rewarding thing to do that we can do is what I believe. And, you know, also just to name that when we came here, a big part of our agreement and what we said that we would do is evolve. Um, we said that we would we agreed to evolve, right? We agreed to grow and to 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 live, to be, to experience what it is, to to grow through cycles and seasons. Nature here reminds us of exactly that, right? That we are in an evolutionary and co-creative process always. And so um what starts to happen what starts to happen as we do this spiritual work is that we understand that there are things about ourselves that we want to investigate further and that we want to know which is for me exactly how I came to astrology because as I said I didn't grow up studying astrology nobody in my family or my immediate surroundings was teaching me anything about astrology and in fact the first astrology um workshop or like study that I went to was almost maybe 10 years ago with Liz Gunn, um, who is an amazing astrologer who I hope to have on the podcast at some point later and coming up in season three, um, which comes to y'all in 2022. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited to be celebrating another season coming up soon and yeah, that the episodes are just flowing and that this feels like play. So just a little short PSA for that. So anyway, yes, Liz Gunn, First Astrology Workshop. Um, and she has really studied and dedicated her life to understanding Western astrology. Um, and it was in that workshop that I actually felt affirmed and seen in a way that I had never ex experienced. And it was literally by taking a look at my chart, my birth chart, um, and seeing what my ruling energies were. And then she was able to give language to the planets and their meaning in a way that I had never heard or experienced. And I was all of a sudden like, oh shit, <laughs> what is this world that I know nothing about? what is this world that I know nothing about? And I'm so intrigued by. Um, and um, I remember we all left with these affirmation messages at the end of the astrology workshop. And mine said, you know, and she had typed it out and these are on strips of paper and she hands them to us at the end of the workshop. And mine said, Cortina, trust your unique guidance, your unique vision, um, and basically something to the extent of it's not going to look like everybody else. It's not going to look like how everybody else is doing, doing it, whatever it is, right? And I remember the day that I saw that, 
that I read that I just felt so bummed because I was like, oh my God, you mean I got to stand out more? <laughs> like I got to be more, more different. Um, cause my whole life I had already been such a weirdo and like the black sheep and just the one who was always changing her hair. I always had a new tattoo, a new hairstyle, a new piercing, something, um, occasionally a different partner, <laughs> different holidays like there was always something different it was like probably one of the interest one of the highlights of the family gatherings was see what weird thing I had changed about myself at, by the time the next family gathering came around I'm sure it was a running joke I'm sure of it um so anyway um after having this experience with astrology i was just struck with this panic immediately because i resonated with it in a deep way but then the first thing i thought of was oh shit i'm about to be even more weird than i already am <laughs> and you know just having that moment of um coming to realization that not only am I going to be more weird, quote unquote, because I'm going to be going down this new path of study and this thing is really calling to me to learn more about and to explore. Um, but also that um, I'm at a loss for words here, but also that I was affirmed in that is what I want to say that I was affirmed that the universe was already sending me the message being like, we know, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> and like, that was all that, that I needed to read in that moment. And it planted a seed. And so here we are about nine, 10 years later, as I've continued in some very interesting and, um, windy ways have continued my studies of astrology um, have dived into several different topics um, around decoding self, such as human design. There's all, there's actually an amazing, amazing podcast that I love um, and appreciate the time and energy that have gone into their work. And that's Luscious Hustle. Um, that podcast is beautiful. And also um, the Squamish medium, Danielle Serang, talks about it in Spirit School, which is another podcast that I follow and love. So yeah, in interest of building community, definitely check out those if you're interested in other modalities to look into yourself um, or to decode yourself, right? To understand your blueprint. <clears throat> and so that's where astrology really comes in for me. And I share all of that to say, you know, I am just like you listening out there who know who, who maybe is coming to astrology for the first time, has no understanding of it besides when, when your um, sun sign is and all of a sudden you're on all these social media apps and people are listing what they're rising and their moon is and it's talking about how things feel because of where Venus is in their chart. And you're just like... <laughs> the fuck do you mean i like i know what my birthday is you know 
um, or for the person who has studied astrology and is just interested in another perspective, you know, um, I don't claim to be an expert. I'm just sharing from my personal insights and understandings of how I've come to us to interface with astrology and the appreciation and the respect that I have now in my life for cycles and seasons and patterns and rhythms and just understanding that nothing in life is linear. When we came in, we came in as part of a sacred sacred circle um our energy the earthbound energy that we are moving through this lifetime with sits in sacred circle with all the other planets that are part of the astro astrology cosmology um and that's just true and so it benefits you to not only understand what these different energies represent and how that they make up your greater collective, the, the greater collective beyond just our what happens to us on our small little blue and green planet, right? Um, that there is a greater collective. There is a greater harmony, a greater relationship with the energies that sit as part of our galaxy and astrology really forces you to remember and to keep front of mind that there's something bigger than you out there, that there is something bigger than you um, that is speaking truth, adding at shedding light, illuminating, helping to, um, be that treasure map to you finding your secret key to life, to unlocking your abundance, your happiness, your joy, you know, you feeling grounded, your root chakra being balanced, right? We have to know who we are. We have to have that firm foundation and be building with solid blocks. And so astrology then becomes a tool, a mechanism, um, It becomes a tool and a way for those of us who are ready to dive deep with ourselves and have that deeper relationship with ourselves. Um, we can turn to astrology to find answers, is what I believe. And so regardless of where you're coming to with it, I hope that maybe some of what I shared in there resonated with you, um, you know, like come at it exactly as you are. Um, there's always new layers, new aspects to learn. Like I've been on this journey for 10 years, you know, like I was saying before, studying human design, I've studied my astrology. Um, I've studied the, I've studied earth medicine, I've studied herbalism, um, I've studied the racial and gender history of the United States and, and very specifically the Western North Carolina, um, Southeastern area. And so I see how all of these things are deeply interconnected over one, one another. And what's interesting and kind of shocking and like mystifying about astrology is that the times when we have some of the most intense things happening in our sky, what's happening down on the planet is a reflection of exactly what the planets are, are doing, what they're speaking, what they're showing us. Um, as above, so below, right? And so it also becomes this way, at least for me, it's like how I, it's my, it's my weather forecast. 
Like I capture at this point in my journey, I'm capturing a weekly forecast, excuse me, a weekly forecast of what's happening astrologically because that's what I need to know. I need to know what's happening on an energetic level um, around us. You know, what energy is going to be paused or where things might be delayed, where there might be resistance, where I might be needing to look closer or have been invited or supported by the energy surrounding to go to certain levels within my myself and in my shadow work and in my own healing. There are certain seasons that's just better for that than others. And that's, that's just real. Um, knowing those rhythms, understanding how those things flow together. It's all so, so key. And, it, um, you know, that is the work of astrology. That is the gift of astrology. And, um, you know, so I've studied various modalities. Um, of course, I'm certified in comedic yoga. And so I've been studying comedic culture as the last, most recent layer of my, my spiritual study. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I appreciate more than anything is that I now have this whole set of data, this toolbox, this, you know, the, I feel like I'm in deep communion with the universe when I study astrology. And so for me, it's really affirming. Don't let anybody tell you that how you're choosing to study astrology or how you're putting together the information is wrong. Um, you're, you know, moving about it for a reason, whether it's because you want to follow a certain astrological reader or a certain astrological system. Um, I know for me, I started off learning Western astrology, um, and was guided to sidereal astrology through my ancestors because there was a very clear connection that they had with the exact positioning of the planets in the sky. Um, and those, of course, being my comedic, my, my ancestors that come from the ancient Egypt cosmology, I know that those are those that's in my line. And so they want to be able to speak to me in certain ways. And so I have to understand their language that they will use as well, which is where sidereal comes in. Um, because then I also can, you know, I guide my actions and my business rhythm around the planets. I do, because I truly believe that it is, it is our greatest, most divine alignment. You know, there's no refuting what, I mean, it's science and it's also math and it's also magic you know, like it's everything. Um, so anyway, um, come to your own reason of why you're studying astrology, why you're interested in astrology. Know that your journey is your own, that you, it will take as much time as it takes. And also, you know, let it be fun. Recognize that it's going to be a long-term process. Like like I said, I've been studying this in different ways and matching it up with other systems and testing the information and coming to new levels of insights about the information for the past nine to 10 years. And there's still so much more to know. Like I've just recently started looking into Deacon's um, I just recently over the past couple of years stopped being confused about the meaning of houses and how they correlate into all this, which 
you know, I'll do an episode about that at some point. But, um, yeah, so that's what I have to say about astrology. So first and foremost, obviously today is a Venus day in the last episode, um, in our Venus power hour here on clubhouse. And, um, again on the podcast have already kind of unpacked what Venus means. But for those of you that haven't heard those episodes, um, I'm going to go over those, go over the meaning of Venus just briefly again. And as well as then start and move through the actual signs, because today is going to be about our astrological signs. I'll do another, I'll do something else for the planets. (laughs) All right. So Venus is the muse. Venus rules Taurus and Libra. Um, Venus is an earth element. there the symbols correlating with Venus are art, shells, flowers, especially roses, the divine feminine loves the love roses, makeups, coins, gardens. So essentially you can think about Venus in relationship to fertility, creativity, growth, um, reaping and sowing, giving and receiving. That's the energy. Okay, so in astrology, Venus is the ruler of what is known as the divine feminine. Because she rules two signs, her energy is split into two areas. Beauty and values, which are related to her Taurus side, and love and relationships, which are tied to her Libra side. The material items we want are governed by that first area of Venus. Some people want money, some people want good food, others have a desire to create drama and art. The people we attract and are attracted to are determined by the second side of Venus. Everything from the way that we flirt with a potential date to how we express ourselves in our most intimate partnerships is ruled by her position in our chart. Someone with a lot of Venus energy will be quite alluring and have a natural magnetism about them, even if they are very shy or reserved. It is important to note that like all classic beauties, Venus has a dark side. Her energy can be gritty, lazy, and entitled, and a difficult transit can bring this out in all of us. All right, and so again, some key words in relation to Venus as we honor Venus uh, on in our Friday Sojourn of Light space. Those are create, beauty, love, divine feminine, harmony, and entitlement. Okay, so let's get into... A little bit about the zodiac signs. And then I'll do a part two for this about the planets. Okay, so before I get into talking about the different signs or the constellations, what I also want to name first and foremost um, is some as a kind of a new insight that I came to um, a few months ago as I've you know kept deepening deepening my astrological studies, which is we when we talk about our astrological sign, what sign we are, 
you know, we're always referencing our sun energy, which is a very um, interesting insight. If you kind of like sit with that for a moment, that whenever you're asked about your sign, like number one, we're asked in a way to where we're choosing one. And the one that we're choosing is the sun which is our more masculine energy. We've been in, you know, a patriarchal, masculine-dominated society for the last several centuries. Um, we don't name and lead with what our what our moon is in. Oftentimes, that's the one that people may know the least. If they're if you know one, usually you're you're going to know your sun sign, because that's how the world's been communicating with you. What I want to recognize, which you know might blow some of your brains up because <laughs> it definitely knocked my top off when I thought about it and really sat with it a few months back after I was, as I said, doing some studying as I do. And I was like, understanding that we're not just one sign, we're actually a configuration of all the signs. <laughs> like we're, you're all the signs if you think about it, because what we're going to name as we go through each of these um, signs and as we get to the planets, well, and I can just say this now, which is your sun sign has to do with where your, usually where your earth placement is, so to speak, where your fortune energy is. And so some natal charts will give you that sign. Um and the other placements in within zodiac signs as far as where the planets sit those planets are all part a part of our universal energy they're part of our galactic energy so therefore the we can read so we can read more than just the sun sign in relation to our zodiac we can read our mercurial sign, which is going to do have to do with our communication. We can deal with our Venus sign, which is going to have to do with our love relationships. Um, often our relationship to the bag, you know, getting money, um, how, what we do for work, you know, how, whatever, whatever it is that we're doing that we're growing to where we're growing a garden. That's the Venusian energy. Um, we would also be looking in reference to, um, the, um, no, I was about to say the Venus energy. Um, we can also look in reference to, let me think of another example, our Jupiter uh, energy. That's our expansion, right? Our Pluto energy is where we're going to be spiritually transformed. Our Chiron energy, which is not even necessarily a planet. It's a, um, asteroid, but, um, you know, it very much has its influences and is our wounded healer. Um, our Uranus energy is where we're going to be at that revolutionary, um, you know, awakened state within ourselves. Um, Mars is where we move from action. Our moon is where we pull our feeling, how we express ourselves feeling wise. So to know all this information is to help you decode who you are, to decode yourself, to understand who it is 
um, that you came here to be. And so definitely stay tuned for part two um, as far as what those different meanings of the planets are. I'll go through all the planets um, and you'll be able to understand how your sign shows up um, with that energy and what that means for you. Okay. So for now, we're going to, now that we've kind of had a conversation and struck some sacred space and circle space with the signs, we're going to keep moving into the Zodiac. But hopefully what I made, what I said made sense as far as understanding that you are all the signs. So some of us won't have all the Zodiac signs with the planet placement there which just means that it's not part of our constellation. Um, but it is important for us to understand how these different planets interface with the different zodiac energies that they represent, which make up the houses, the ruling houses, um, but of course have different influences for each of us. All right, so let's get into that as we keep moving along. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Sojourn of Light. Um, we are unpacking astrology for today's Venus Lunch Power Hour. Um, I just spent the first half kind of talking about how I came to astrology, some important um, understandings and notes and insights I think that we can all have as we're learning astrology, what it's really here to teach us and understanding that we actually are all of the signs. The signs are always influencing our energy, um, you know, and what it is that we are doing on a daily basis. And so it's just good for us to have the information so that we can communicate back and understand how we can be in the best rhythm cycle flow um, with universal consciousness. So Let's keep going and unpack the rest of this astrology message, and we'll go into the signs now. All right, so we'll move through the signs. So, and this is again personal study. You know, I'm happy to share resources. Reach out if you would like some. I have them. Um, a couple of great books. Um, actually, you know, there's this really amazing deck called The Arcana of Astrology um, by Claire Goodchild. It's a really good reference to be able to understand a lot of what needs to be understood with astrology because it is your zodiac signs, it is your planets, it is your houses, it is the deacons, it is the moon cycles themselves and how that amplifies energies in certain ways. Just understanding your retrogrades, the conjunctions, the squares, the trines, the void of courses, you know, there's a lot to understand and unpack about astrology. Um, and so the most important thing that you can do is just start where you feel called to start and then keep adding your information from there. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to move us through um, the sidereal system first with the energies. Well, excuse me. First, I'm going to move through the energies of the system. I'll end with the dates. And then the very last thing will be what days of the week that the each of the planets rule. So we'll move like that. 
So Aries is your initiator, the warrior, the confronter. It's creative energy, creativity. It's growing self-awareness and confidence through asserting will. Um, pretty recently, I started to understand that Aries is actually uh, kind of, it, it's always been um, identified as a masculine energy in Western astrology, but I find that this is actually a very expressive and ambi ambitious feminine energy. And so the energy of Aries to me also represents street fighter, feisty, the goddess of female creation, um, pur purposeful mayhem for ascension, uh, for ascension. She demands our equity, justice, inclusion. She is the goddess of discord and chaos, cha uh, the chaotic creation with purpose. And Venus, uh, excuse me, Aries is often depicted as the beginning of the zodiac sign, the zodiac chart or zodiac wheel, um, ruling our first house. And so this has to do with the self. Um, and Aries, just as a note, is ruled by Mars. And so if you want to make a note of that. The Aries in Western astrology is identified as the ram, um, uh, indicating energy, activity, and entrepreneurship. Right. Balanced uh, in Aries is self-aware, assertive, initiating, daring, direct, independent, self, and uh, is independently self-directed. If imbalanced, sometimes it might show up as being passive, passive-aggressive, fearful, victimized, or self-denying. So that's just good info to have. Then we have the energy of Taurus. So Taurus is what we move into, which basically manifests after Aries, which is, again, so uh, Aries being a fire sign, Taurus, Taurus is an earth sign energy, which represents practical, slow, and steady. It's very musical, represents beauty, cultivating self-reliance, enjoyment of values through nature. In Western astrology, Taurus is known as the bull, materialism, practical sense, and perseverance are all keywords that can that relate to Taurus. Um, when balanced, Taurus is represented as materialistic, possessive, stubborn, lazy, greedy, and a, uh, a frugal spender. Um, when out of balanced, um, it may... Oh, excuse me. I read the overly compensated for. So materialistic, possessive, stubborn, lazy, um, greedy, and uh, high spender is when Taurus is out of balance. When Taurus is in balance, it is self-reliant, resourceful, grateful, sensual, affluent, and frugal. So there we have that. Um, Taurus then rules our second house, um, which has to do with our material values and security ruled, as we mentioned earlier, by Venus. So then we move into, after the fire energy of Aries, the earth energy of Taurus, we move into the air energy of Gemini, and that rules communication, curious, uh, represents curiosity, is speedy, intellectual, learning about the rational aspects of life, communicating with and learning from others. Um, when balanced, is very inquisitive, curious, sociable, communicative, and flexible. And uh, in Western astrology, he is represented by the twins, communication and social activities. 
Um, and so this could be depicted as either a feminine or masculine energy, just depending. And be, uh, Gemini rules our third house, which has to do with learning and communication. And then we move into the water sign of Cancer. So Cancer being a feminine energy is represented as the healer, the homemaker, emotional, family, health, and wealth, embracing your feelings, sentiments through care. Um, in Western astrology, Cancer is represented as the crab relating to social work or caring professions. And when balanced, Cancer is receptive, is accepting, nurturing, caring, gentle, protective, and reflective. Um, when imbalance can come across as withdrawn, defensive, disconnected, cold, detached, uncaring, or reclusive. All right. Um, cancer then rules our fourth house, which, as you probably guessed, has everything to do with home and life, and the base of the base of our operations, our foundation. And Cancer is ruled by the moon. Um, then we have, we cycle back through the same elements of the wheel in that same order. So we move next to another fire sign, which is Leo, um, which as we know, represented in Western astrology as the lion, has to do with authority, leadership, and vitality, it is depicted oftentimes as a masculine energy. Um, and again, we all have these energies. And so if you find yourself um, you know, as a female, for example, but as a sun Leo sign, or you have Leo in your chart somewhere, it, know that it's an expressive masculine energy that gets expressed through you. Not to say that you have to be a masculine body person. Okay. So Leo represents our center of attention, dramatic, happy, creativity. Once again, express, expressing yourself through creativity, playfulness, and sharing of yourself. Um, when balanced, Leo is self-expressive, creative, playful, self-assured, loving, generous, giving, and passionate. Leo then rules our fifth house, which is recreation, romance, and creativity, and Leo being ruled by the sun. Mm -hmm. Next, we move into earth energy once again. And after the Leo energy, we have Virgo. So in Western astrology, Virgo is depicted as the goddess, which is scientific and analytic ability. It's a feminine energy. It is the perfectionist, serving analytical intelligence. It has to do with developing your skills and abilities through improvement. Um, so Virgo, when balanced, is bettering, improving, organizing, enhancing, and assisting. When imbalanced, can be deteriorating, stagnating, disorganized, careless, dis depreciating, and disdaining. And Virgo, of course, then rules our sixth house, which is the work environment, duties, and health. And that is ruled by the energy of Mercury. All right. So let's keep moving along with your notes and see how this resonates for you as I go through. <clears throat> so after we've moved through the earth energy, we come back again to the air. And then at the with the air, we have Libra, 
which is just a general spiritual sign. There was no um, masculine or feminine energy assigned to this one that I could find in my research, but definitely feel free to let me know if you found differently. Um, this one is represented in Western astrology by the scales. It's artistic, equilibrium, mediation. Um, this is your peacemaker. Um, has to do with relationships, artistic, commitment, keeping balance, and mutuality through conscientious action in relationships. Um, so Libra then rules our seventh house, which is all about relationships, partnerships, and marriage, which, as we talked about earlier, ruled by Venus. All right. So then we move into water. So we're at the eighth house or the eighth um, pie in our wheel, pie, pie, piece of pie from our chart. Um, and we're at the energy of Scorpio. So Scorpio is a feminine energy represented in Western astrology by the scorpion dealing with sex, medicine, science, and authenticity. Um, this is an intense energy, investigation, usually sexual, dealing with our relationship with money, exposing the truth through deep involvements, and penetrating the depths of life. This energy, when balanced, is transparent, honest, vulnerable, penetrating, open, accepting, and non-attached. And, and when imbalanced, it's secretive, suspicious, possessive, mistrusting, spiteful, power-seeking, and overly attached. So that is the Scorpio energy ruling our eighth house, once again, meeting needs, life secrets, and joint resources ruled by Pluto, that planet of spiritual transformation. Then we move into our next and final cycle with fire, with the Sagittarius energy, Similarly to Libra, I didn't find um, any um, attachment as far as masculine or feminine to this sign. Let me know if you found differently. This one in Western astrology is represented by the, um, the archer, which has to do with sports, idealism, religion, philosophy. Um, this also represents uh, professionals being professional students, endless optimists, freedom seekers, and lovers of travel. This is about exploring life and life's purpose through expanding your mind, body, and spirit. And this sign, when balanced, or this uh, energy, when balanced, is adventurous, philosophical, open-minded, optimistic, freedom-loving, and purposeful. When imbalanced, it's closed-minded, adrift, aimless, restraining, doubtful, inhibited, and pessimistic. And so Sagittarius rules our ninth house, which deals with travel, higher learning, and philosophy of life, ruled by the expansive sign of Jupiter. I want to also name here that in the sidereal system, there is a sign between Scorpio and Sagittarius, which is a fucus, which is just represented by our galactic center. And has to do with the energies of healing yourself and others through redeeming the physical and instinctual natures. When that energy is balanced, it is regenerated, spirited, transmuted, revived, renewed, connected with life. And when imbalanced, is fearful, guilt-ridden, and temptuous, I guess is how you say that, <laughs> desirous, empty, wanting to be enslaved. And so also paying attention to this energy of the fucus because as I'm recording this um, 
earth is actually moving, the sun is actually moving through um, or past Ophiuchus at this time as we come up on the full moon um, in the next few days here in December 2021. So all about healing and moving into our reconciled identities. Just a little bonus tip, pro tip, insight there. <laughs> all right, so the next we have um, the energy of Capricorn, which is our earth energy. Um, that is an ambitious leader focused, conservative, career-oriented energy. It's focused on building a legacy through discipline, patience, and perseverance. Typically is a masculine energy. Um, this is represented by the goat or the mountain goat or the mergoat in Western astrology and has to do with ambition and politics. When balanced, this sign is responsible, committed, hardworking, mature, determined, dedicated, and persistent. And with, when in balance, this sign is impatient, faint-hearted, uncommitted, defeatist, negligent, immature, and irresponsible. This energy rules our 10th house, which has to do with career, prestige, and reputation, and is ruled by Saturn, also known as Grandfather Time or Kronos. Next, we have our final cycle through air, which is Aquarius, also a spiritual energy, um, is represented as the water bearer in Western astrology, deals with what is humane, taking initiative. This energy is all about the humanitarian, revolutionary energy, eccentric community, changing the world through innovative ideas and inducing change. Um, when balanced, this energy is progressive, inventive, humanitarian, unconventional, eccentric, and envisioning. And when imbalanced, it is undisciplined and practical, detached, impersonal, aloof, disorganized, and antisocial. Uh, Aquarius obviously rules our 11th house and is all about friendships, associations, ideals, and causes ruled by the energy of Uranus, which is all about our evolution and revolution. And then last but not least, our 12th sign, of course, in ruling our 12th house and completing our zodiac wheel and our journey around the galactic energies is Pisces, which is both a masculine feminine energy. And this is represented by the fish, fishes or fish in Western astrology um, as the dreamer or the altruistic energy. This also represents the mystic, the dreamer, the poet, the idealistic also having to do with rulership, seeking and finding peace through connecting with the ebb and flow of life. When balanced, this energy is intuitive, present, tranquil, trusting, mindful, empathic, compassionate, and connected. When imbalanced, it deals with lack of faith, hopelessness, apathetic, can be callous, nihilistic, overthinking, and stressed. And with the 12th house that it rules, that house deals with the subconscious, psychological issues and secrets and that is ruled by Neptune so as we move through each of these signs I just want to also give you dates of when these run from a sidereal and a western astrology perspective 
So. I'm going to do that. All right. All right. Hopefully y'all are ready. Okay. Aries. In sidereal astrology, you are born between April 21st and May 12th. In Western astrology, you are born between March 21st and April 19th. Taurus, in sidereal astrology, you are born between May 20, May 13th and June 19th. In Western astrology, you are born between April 20th and May 20th. Gemini, you are born between June 20th and July 16th in sidereal astrology. And in Western astrology, you are born between May 21st and June 21st. Cancer. You're born between July 17th and August 6th in sidereal astrology. In Western astrology, you were born between July 22nd, June 22nd to July 22nd, excuse me. Leo, in sidereal astrology, you were born between August 7th and September 14th. And in Western astrology, you were born between July 23rd and August 22nd. Virgo, in sidereal astrology, you were born between September 15th and November 3rd. In Western astrology, you were born between August 23rd and September 22nd. Libra, in West in sidereal astrology, you were born between November 4th and November 22nd. Uh, in Western astrology, you were born between September 23rd and October 23rd. Scorpio in sidereal astrology, you're born between November 23rd and December 6th. In Western astrology, you're born between October 24th and November 22nd. Sagittarius, you were born between December 19th and January 19th in sidereal astrology. In Western astrology, you were born between November 23rd and December 21st. Um, Ophiuchus, once again, takes place between 7th, December 7th and December 18th. So some of us may have birthdays that fall over the galactic center, which is interesting. Yes, for further study. All right, Capricorn, you were born between January 20th and February 13th in sidereal astrology. In Western astrology, you were born between December 22nd and January 19th. Um, in Aquarius, you were born in sidereal astrology between February 14th and March 9th. Um, in Western astrology, you were born between January 20th and February 6th, uh, 18th, excuse me. And Pisces, in sidereal astrology, you were born between March 10th and April 20th. In Western astrology, you were born between February 19th and March 20th. So I want to just close us out with the days of the week that the different signs roll. And so I want to take us to my Cosmic Rhythm Planner, which is available to you as a free gift on the House of Soleil website. So after you finish listening to this podcast, feel free to hop over there at the house of, or excuse me, yes, houseofsoleil.org. On IG, it is the house of Soleil. All right. So um, on Sunday, that is ruled by Leo and the sun. Monday is ruled by Cancer and the moon. Tuesday is ruled by Aries and Scorpio with Mars. 
Wednesday is ruled by Gemini and Virgo with Mercury. Thursday is ruled by Sagittarius and Pisces with Jupiter. Friday is ruled by Libra and Taurus with Venus. And Saturday is ruled by Capricorn and Aquarius with Saturn. And also, obviously, Uranus is in there as well for Saturday. All right, y'all. So that is this week's unpacking unpacking lunch hour, <laughs> um, our power hour with Venus, our time on Clubhouse, and our time together on this podcast. I want to take this moment to thank you so much for tuning in. And just to kind of recap, you know, I hope that uh, all of the information gave you some new un- insights and new understandings and that you can take what I shared back into your personal studies as you continue to dive deep on your astrology you know, whether you look at the zodiac signs, whether you look at the planets, um, I definitely recommend starting this course of study because it will absolutely change your life and help you to reach that place of alignment, being able to understand what days of the week the planets rule, as well as the zodiac signs rule, can really help us set ourselves up with a certain rhythm that will support us throughout the week. Um, you know, a lot of energy goes into our work, what we do for work, you know, how we get paid for, you know, what, what it is that we love or what it is that we need that will support our family or our dreams or our visions at that time. Um, and so if nothing else, I hope that understanding these rhythms, understanding these energies for yourself helps you to establish some, some good foundations and good practices Um, and a schedule that works for you for your work so that you feel like you have the time and the capacity and the energy um, to then, you know, have have time for play, have time for family, have time for yourself and whatever it is that you want, that you do, that you love, that however you want to spend your time. Um, And that's really what this comes down to is living the lives that we deserve and that we want, that we envision for ourselves and understanding that we can have it all. We can have balance. We can be rest. We can be in our rest and also be productive, quote unquote, you know, like product productivity doesn't have to equate with burnout. Um, and just being able to wear the busy, the busy flag, you know, like it, it just doesn't go anymore. Um, so all of that said, keep your, keep up your studies Definitely check out the Arcana Astrology by Claire Goodchild. Also, Astrology Explained by Kyrie Anthony. Um, You can also look into your chart and some definitions on astro-seek.com. Astrodentist.com is also a great site. Um, And I am available for cosmic readings. If you feel like you want to dive deep into your, your chart and understanding this for yourself, I can be your guide in helping you understanding how to connect with the information in such a way that you can understand what it means for you, the areas of your life that you will find um, the most grace or you might find some resistance and what that all means for how you work in the world, what you contribute to the world, how you show up in your relationships, your partnerships for yourself, for the collective, and to really just be and do what it is that you came here to be and to do. All right, y'all. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give you back the rest of your uh, Friday. If you're listening to this on the day that this goes live on the podcast, um, thank you. Thank you in advance for sharing, supporting, 
um, and share, giving the feedback that you've been sending my way about the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited about season three coming up where we'll have a lot of guest interviews. Um, I just felt like I really wanted to lay the foundation for some of the kinds of conversations that we're going to be diving into in the future by just letting this season two be you all hearing from me, um, hearing from the divine feminine, hearing from the margins, hearing from this place of really seeking divine alignment. So thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for continuing to dive into this information, for taking accountability for your own education, and for understanding that the universe is here to support you. You are a being of divine light and therefore can be a being of divine alignment. Love you so, so much. Happy holidays if I don't talk to you again or if you don't happen to come back by until after the turn of the new year. And I am here. If you need any support, you can find me over at houseofsoleil.org or on on Instagram. I was going to say IG at the House of Soleil. Thank you so much. Talk to y'all soon. Remember to like, subscribe, and share so you never miss an episode. Reach me at houseofsoleil.org slash podcast or on Instagram at the House of Soleil to keep the conversation going. Become a supporter or sponsor to get early access to episodes, discounts on merch, free alignment guides and tools, behind the scenes access with my guest, and much more. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time.